circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0 Lethbridge. Byram's going to take it coast to coast on a backhand, scores! The blue line, Vandalies the effort, tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! A deflect, he scores! It's over, it's over! Game seven, overtime hero! Hi, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the WHL Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Cotter, the manager of player development for the Western Hockey League. Well, we're back with one weekend in the books and a lot to catch up on from an exciting weekend of hockey, as well as some pretty good interviews this week. We've got two of our top 17-year-old players, both of them hoping to hear their name at the 2021 NHL Draft. But before all that, it is time for the news and notes. The Western Hockey League has announced that they have been granted approval by the BC Provincial Health Office to play two hub centers located in Kamloops and Kelowna, which will allow the WHL's BC Division teams to open their season on Friday, March 26th. The BC Division will play a 24-game regular season schedule, which will be announced at a later date. And based on the approved protocols, games will be played exclusively at the Sandman Center in Kamloops and Prospera Place in Kelowna. WHL clubs have committed to provide private PCR testing through Dynalife Medical Labs to ensure that no additional strain is placed on the public health system. For more information on this, head to whl.ca. Speaking of hubs, we have an update on the East Division schedule of regular season games for the 2021 season, which are set to begin on Friday, March 12th. The Regina Hub will get things started off on March 12th with the Moose Jaw Warriors hosting the Brandon Wheat Kings at 3 p.m. Mountain, followed by the Regina Pats and first overall pick and exceptional status player Connor Bedard taking on the Prince Albert Raiders at 7 p.m. For the entire schedule of games that have been released for the East Division, please head to whl.ca. The Western Hockey League has announced today that they have created the Bob Ridley Award for Media Excellence, a new WHL award which will be presented annually to a distinguished member of the radio, television, and print journalism industry in recognition of their outstanding contributions to sport journalism and the WHL. Bob Ridley, the longtime play-by-play voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers, is the first recipient and the namesake for this prestigious honor. Ridley was recognized by WHL Commissioner Ron Robinson and the Medicine Hat Tigers during a special ceremony at the co-op place in Medicine Hat on Saturday, the day of Ridley's 4,000th game in the booth. Everett Silvertips defenseman and co-captain Gianni Fairbrother has signed his entry-level contract with the Montreal Canadiens. Fairbrother returns to the Silvertips after earning 25 points last season in 37 games. After missing 23 games of the 2019-2020 pandemic shortened regular season due to injury. This season, he earned an assist in his professional debut with the Laval Rocket on February 19th against Belleville, and is suited up in three AHL games with the Rocket thus far. The 6'1", 200-pound defenseman was originally selected by Montreal in the third round, 77th overall of the 2019 NHL Draft, and has 66 career WHL points in 137 games, all with the silver tips. Let's move on to our weekly award winners, and we'll start with the Player of the Week, which this week has been given to Edmonton Oil Kings forward Dylan Gunther. Gunther opened the 2021 regular season with a four-point performance, including two goals and a 7-1 victory over the Lethbridge Hurricanes on Friday night, and then followed it up with another four points, including two more goals and a 7-2 win over the Hurricanes on Saturday. The first overall pick at the 2018 WHL Draft, 
Gunther was the WHL's Rookie of the Year last season after collecting 59 points in 58 games. And we don't have to go far to find the goaltender of the week because it is also an Edmonton Oil Kings player. This time, Sebastian Kosa has been named the WHL's goaltender of the week. Kosa secured back-to-back victories over the Lethbridge Hurricanes to open the WHL regular season, turning aside 43 of 46 shots sent his way. Good enough for a WHL leading 150 goals against average and 935 save percentage. The undersized 6'6", 203-pound puck stopper has been nothing short of reliable since he broke into the Western Hockey League as a during the 1920 season. Kosa has a career record of 23-6-2-1 with a 2-19 goals against and a 9-22 save percentage. That's it for the news and notes this week. For everything WHL, follow us on Twitter at the WHL or our website, whl.ca. Did you know 70% of people that win the lottery lose all their winnings within three years? Well, the Western Hockey League has an opportunity for you to be a change in those statistics with its Jackpots for Junior Hockey 50-50 presented by REMAX. For more information, head to whl.ca. Our first conversation today is with Medicine Hat Tigers defenseman Drew Krebs. Drew is obviously one of the hockey families in the Western Hockey League. His brother Dakota played for the Tri-City Americans and Calgary Hitmen, and his brother Peyton is the captain of the Winnipeg Ice. I hope you enjoy our conversation. It was a pleasure talking with him. Today I'm joined by, well, they're one of the the families of the Western Hockey League. All three brothers were in the Western Hockey League last season. Dakota Krebs was with the Calgary Hitmen in his 20-year-old season. Peyton Krebs was with the Winnipeg Ice in his 18-year-old season. And Drew Krebs broke into the Western Hockey League last year, and that's who we're talking with today. Drew played with the Medicine Hat Tigers. He was a second-round pick, 38th overall. Drew, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good yourself. I'm doing very well, as we talked about earlier. I'm having some hair issues today. I'm a little bit too curly on top of the head, but that's all right. We'll get that sorted out. Starting to look like my grandmother a little bit, but that, again, well, speaking about hockey though, back to you, how have you been training or getting ready or preparing for the start of, you know, this condensed, unique, odd WHL season? Um, I, I think, well, uh, me and my brothers were working out just out of home and uh, just constantly with ups and downs of the entire COVID, we we were trying to get into the ice and um, yeah, just find finding ice wherever we can. And I think that was the biggest thing about this time is just trying to find training and whatever and all that sort of stuff wherever we can. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a big long haul of 10 months, but it was uh, really, really good to hear the, the news that we were going to start back up. I'm sure it has been a long haul. I, I would say that you're in a better position than most people having two brothers like like Peyton and Dakota who you can train with, who you can learn with. And speaking of those two, as you came into that 16-year-old year, what was it like to be able to lean on Dakota and to lean on Peyton for advice and for, for encouragement as you go through what is a difficult 16-year-old year, especially as a defenseman? Yeah, I think having those brothers is a really big advantage and uh, their advice and um, just coming in prepared, knowing that yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough year, and it, you're you're gonna have the ups and downs of a WHL season, but it, it you're gonna come out uh, a way better person and way better player after. And you were with a very good team, and with a with a coach that's had NHL experience as a head coach, as an assistant coach, and as an associate coach. He's won a Calder Cup, which is the AHL championship. Uh, that's Willie Desjardins, obviously won uh, a couple WHL championships in Medicine Hat as well. What was it like to have him as a head coach last season, and how did he help your development? 
Well, he just like he's uh, coached so many great players and great teams that he, he just comes off as a, uh, he's a really good guy and uh, re really uh, pushed me in the right direction of what what type of player I want to be and uh, how much work goes into every single day and every single practice. And it's that work that's going to help you develop. And I'm sure you found out pretty quickly that when you do make that jump to the Western Hockey League, there's a lot more preparation. There's a lot more details. But what do you think was the biggest adjustment that you had to make to become an everyday player in the Western League? I think the biggest uh, adjustment for me was the size and size and sheer skill of all the players in the WHL. Um, I think in the corners, uh, defensively, uh, th those bigger players uh, that have... 50 pounds on me make a big difference compared to the guys that I was playing before that were lighter than me. Well, we're talking about playing with bigger players. We're talking about lots of skill. We're about to see a skill play from here, from yourself last season. Um, again, we talked about it before a rough one for Lethbridge on the video. I'm sure Monday morning after this game, but uh, let's play the video here and just take me through what you remember from this play. Um, I'm pretty sure I just came in and uh, I was off a change and I saw uh, Kemper coming in and Chizer got the puck so I just bust my way right towards the net and called for it and I had a wide open net so couldn't really uh, miss it. You know the funny thing about those wide open nets though is sometimes they're the hardest ones to put in. Did you have any or in the back of your head where you're like oh boy like I might miss this? Uh, I, I really I, I really tried hope, hope and not but uh, yeah there, there's a little bit but uh, yeah it was fun. So last season you had three goals, 10 assists for 13 points. I watched your goals from last year. I noticed that, that you like to sneak into the play. You had a goal against the Edmonton Oil Kings where there's a scramble in front of the net. You can see yourself slowly creeping in. And as everybody converges onto the puck, the puck squirts out right to you and you score. So as you get ready for this season, is the offensive side of your game something that you want to take that next step in and, and add that offense that Madison has known for from their back end? Yeah, I think I really worked on that over the summer. I had a, a really good skill coach and we worked on the offensive player that I really want to help my team produce and uh, yeah, really jump in and uh, get some points on the score sheet and uh, help, help my team win some games. I know this is off in the future and, and you've got to see, you know, Dakota go through it and then Peyton go through it. Uh, but as you get prepared for the NHL draft, it's always in the back of your mind, but what do you think you need to do? Or what do you think you need to show NHL scouts uh, this season to get on to draft boards, to get onto teams mm -hmm. radar so that when the draft does come around, you hear your name. Uh, I think I just really need to show my, my skating and my uh, quick puck movement and really my hockey IQ that really set me apart from the other guys. Um, I think those two really uh, demonstrate me as a, a higher elite defenseman and uh, really will make my case as a, a, a top uh, defenseman in this draft. Mm -hmm. When, when you're looking at the rest of your team and the defenseman that you got to play with, uh, when you get back to the mess and hat tigers, who are you most looking forward to, to seeing back on the D pair? And who are you most looking forward to just, you know, blowing up in the first practice when they're skating with their head down? Cause we haven't played hockey in the past 10 months. Um, oh, that's a hard one. Uh, uh, my D partner, uh, Van, uh, Eric Van Emp, he's a, he's a good guy that I, I like to see and, uh, move some puck around, but, uh, Ah, uh, who would I like to blow off in practice? Um, I don't know, Nick, Nick McCary is a pretty funny guy, and I, I'd love to give him a few shots for sure. Again, we talked about it before, and you brought it up. I mean, it's been 10 months since you've been back at the rink. What are you most looking forward to about getting back to Madison Hat and getting back with, with your teammates that you haven't seen in such a long time? 
I think you really said it there, just getting back to the teammates and feeling the dressing room, feeling the, the team atmosphere. Uh, I haven't felt that in 11 months now. And uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. But also, of course, you, you can't leave out uh, actually playing a hockey game. So uh, I'm really fortunate to be in this situation and uh, the WHL going ahead with it compared to minor hockey. But uh, I think that's the biggest thing, being able to play hockey and being around with my teammates. Drew, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. I wish you the best as you get ready, get back, get into quarantine, uh, get out of quarantine and start playing. Uh, it goes this weekend, so I wish you the best of luck and stay safe, stay healthy and have fun. Yeah, thank you. Last on the pod this week is Zach Stringer of the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Not going to lie, we got pretty heated about the spelling of our names. You'll have to listen to yourself and decide which is the real way to spell Zach, with a K or with an H. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Zach Stringer. Today I am joined by the hometown hero in Lethbridge. He is Zach Stringer. He was the eighth overall selection at the 2018 WHL draft. Last season, he took the Western League by fire, 11 goals, 23 assists for 34 points in only 48 games. That was a tremendous start to your Western Hockey League career. Zach, how are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to get to talk to you. Uh, as I told you before we started here, we do have beef. I'm Zach with an H, you're Zach with a K. Uh, we're going to have to decide which way we're going to go, but considering in 48 games, you scored more points than I scored in my entire Western Hockey League career, I think Zach with a K is the way we're going to go moving forward. But speaking of that, when you jumped into the Lethbridge lineup, where did you get all your confidence last season? And, and like, how was it just being in there and, and being a contributor at 16 years old? Oh, well, playing as, playing as a 15-year-old kind of got my confidence up just being around those older guys, great team we had back then. And then kind of just coming into my second year, I just wanted to be, or my first year, but I uh, just wanted to be more dominant. And uh, um, yeah. You played with some really, really good players that could help you develop last season. Dylan Cousins, obviously uh, on Team Canada, the World Juniors, currently on the Buffalo Sabres, Kalen Addison, who's on the Minnesota Wild. What was it like to get to be in the dressing room every day with, with those guys who are now in the NHL? And what did you learn from them that you're going to try to apply this year to help you get your draft uh, whenever that ends up happening? Yeah, for sure. Those guys are unbelievable in the room and just um, hard workers on the ice. You know, they're in the gym every day after games, after practices. So you know, I just wanted to kind of model myself after them and, you know, take as many tips and uh, things, pointers that I could from them. And you seem to have taken a lot of the pointers from those two guys. Again, 34 points in only 48 games in your first season in the Western Hockey League. This year, obviously, Western Hockey League, we couldn't get going uh, as quickly as some of the other leagues. It's just the unfortunate nature of things sometimes. But you were still able to play in the AJHL with the Drayton Valley. Uh, I'm actually blanking. I think it's the Dragons, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I could be wrong on that. But you got in four games with them. What was that like getting to play with Junior A Hockey and getting to be back in a team atmosphere again? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Uh, the Thunders organization uh, kind of brought me in and uh, a couple other guys from the Western League were there too. And it was, it was pretty good. Um, you know, didn't, didn't do as well as I'd like, but um, you know, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good uh, environment there for sure. When you, when you look at your game and you look at how you've developed over the past, even two years, could you describe the type of player you are for, for people who haven't got to see you play yet? I think I just a uh, power forward kind of hard on the forecheck. Um, 
two-way player as well. Um, you know, offensively, uh, like to score goals, obviously, but uh, you know, I can play the defensive side too. I mean, I heard you say power forward, two-way forward. I didn't hear you say high skill forward, which is about what we're about to see. This is a really high skill goal that you scored last season against the Spokane Chiefs. Uh, just take us through what you remember from this play and uh, anything else you might remember from that game. Yeah, well, this play, I think it was it was late in the period and I uh, didn't have a lot of time to make a move. Kind of just had to get the puck off kind of quick. And uh, I know one of my, I caught, Alex Cotton was in the slot, wanting the puck there. And, uh, you know, but uh, Jets in front of the net there had a good screen. So I kind of just wanted to take it to the net and see what happened. As we saw when we slowed it down before we started the interview, I mean, you had that entire side open. And I mean, that quick hands you have right there in the slot when the Spokane back checkers on you, you don't have the ability to take that forehand shot because you are going to get checked by him. You make the smart hockey IQ move to your backhand. And I mean, you just placed it in the perfect place there. But when you work on your skills, is small area stick handling and, and tight spaces something that you've really focused on? Yeah, definitely. Small area, hand eye all that kind of stuff, um, you know, will correlate into how you can move around with the puck in tight, tight spots. So yeah, I try and work on, um, in tight work and, uh, yeah. Zach, you've been essentially one of the top players in your age group for a very long time now at the TELUS Cup, which for those of you who don't know is the U18 AAA National Championship. You were named the top forward in your first season of U18 AAA hockey. But when you look at how you need to develop your game moving forward to get on to NHL draft radars, what do you need to do or what do you need to show this season to NHL scouts that you didn't show last season? Uh, I'd, I'd like to put up a couple more goals this year. Uh, my speed is a factor too. I think I need to keep working on my speed and get faster. Um, yeah, and my, my shot as well, but um, it's all come together. Had a pretty good summer, so long summer. COVID, COVID was long, so you know, I'm excited to be back. Well, excited to be back. You're actually from Lethbridge, and that, that's my next question for you. What is it like to get to play? You know, I, I'm from Vancouver. I got to play in Vancouver for the Vancouver Giants, but Vancouver's a much, 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 much bigger city, and the team actually lives in Delta. But you're in Lethbridge. You're from Lethbridge. What is it like just to, to be part of the Hurricanes and to be a hometown kid? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. You know, me and me and Carl Tadichuk both grew up here kind of pretty close, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just great atmosphere. Um, you wear your lefty thing equipment around town and apparel around town and you know lots of people know who you are and it's uh it's a pretty big city but you know it's pretty tight as well so there's some big changes in Lethbridge this season obviously as we talked about before with Cousins moving on Addison moving on Gino Cambites was just named the captain of Lethbridge Hurricanes for this season what are your expectations for the team and what do you guys need to do to gel together quickly so that this 24 game season you take advantage of yeah I mean we got a lot of young guys coming into the league a lot of first first uh, games gonna getting played pretty soon here, so uh, you know, yeah, the older guys kind of have to step up and uh, kind of guide guide the younger guys. And um, we had a great group last year, and we got a bunch of returners, so I think we're we're gonna be pretty good this year. So. Well, Peter Anhol's been known to put together a pretty good team. He's the executive of the year last year in the Western Hockey League for the Eastern Conference. But let's uh, let's find out what you did. What did you do away from the rink during COVID? Like, we had so much time. What new skills, hobbies did you pick up during the 10 months we had off? Well, a lot of pondies for sure. Just uh, going out on the pond. I guess we a bunch of other guys mm -hmm. went bowling too. So been uh, 
bowling this whole time as well. My buddy's got a little bowling thingy in his house. So it's, uh, it's pretty fun. That's awesome. And my last question for you, uh, you know, again, as we get onto this season, what, what is your goal? When you finish these 24 games, where do you want to be? Yeah, you know, after these 24 games, you know, um, just with the draft and, you know, looking forward into playoffs if we do get one and um, just just kind of preparing for that. You know, you never really know what's going to happen and uh, still stuff's changing. But um, for me, just just uh, playing as well as I can, you know, obviously you can't control everything that happens, but you can control what you do kind of thing. So um, just taking taking this um, 24 games an advantage. So, yeah. Zach, it's been a pleasure talking with you. We finally settled that Zach with a K is how we're going to be moving forward in the Western Hockey League. I uh, wish you the best of luck as you prepare for the start of this season with your teammates there in Lethbridge and also as you, you get ready for what will be your NHL draft year this season. So, again, congratulations. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I just hope you have a lot of fun this year. Thanks. I appreciate it. That is it for the WHL podcast this week. A big thank you to Drew Krebs and Zach Stringer. I think a big congratulations are in order to everybody who's been involved with the WHL's return to play. A tremendous job that they have done to make sure that our players are playing in a safe and positive environment. And that is the most important thing. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Hodder. You can follow the Western Hockey League at the WHL. For everything WHL, head to whl.ca. I hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. It's a beautiful one here in Calgary. I hope that you get outside and you enjoy it. We'll drop another episode again next Wednesday.